This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, November 18th. Brought to you by Robble AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Downley. Here's today's headlines. UC gains two ag experiment stations. Bloodletting for tree crops. Pelosi makes way for a new generation. And economist warns on heatflation. UC adds two agricultural experiment stations. UC regents have voted to designate UC Merced and UC Santa Cruz as the latest agriculture experiment stations. They are first campuses to earn the title in more than 50 years. AES faculty will gain additional UC funding along with more statue and competitive grants. That to conduct land-grant research and apply that knowledge through the UC Cooperative Extension Network. UC Merced will add an engineering perspective and expand on collaboration with other campuses. In the Salinas Valley, UC Santa Cruz will focus on organic and regenerative ag. UC Merced Chancellor Juan Sanchen Munoz cheered the announcement, saying so much of our research in agriculture is directly applicable to the communities of the San Joaquin Valley. UC Berkeley, UC Davis, and UC Riverside already hold the AES designation. Water Commission Chair, a bloodletting for tree crops is coming. The monthly meeting of the Water Commission this week painted a disastrous drought picture for disadvantaged communities in the environment. But when UC Davis professor Jay Lund praised agriculture for losing just 3% of revenues last year, Commissioner Kimberly Gallagher took offense. As a farmer, she struggled to understand Lund's positive demeanor when so many in agriculture have been struggling. Lund then acknowledged the drought's unprecedented impacts to farmers in the Sacramento Valley. This prompted a sober almond outlook from Commission Chair Matthew Swanson, who runs a dairy feed provider. We're going to walk through probably the worst bloodletting and permanent tree crop profitability that we've seen in many, many years, warned Swanson. We have record costs for growing about everything, but for trees in particular, everything is up dramatically. Drought, pandemic shutdowns, delayed shipment, and unbelievably low prices are plaguing the industry, he explained. Swanson expected farmers will remove as much as 300,000 acres of trees this year. Yet he grew excited at opportunities for farmers to switch to annual crops like alfalfa planted when water is available. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. When you work with Robo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Bravo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Pelosi, top Democrats, vacate leadership roles. House Democrats will soon be under new leadership. Speaker Nancy Pelosi announcing yesterday that she will step down from leadership along with Majority Leader Steny Hoyer and Majority Whip Jim Clyburn. 
Representative Hakeem Jeffries, a lawyer from Brooklyn, is the front runner to take over the party's top leadership post in the new Congress. So it will be important to see who gets his ear on ag issues. Among House Democrats, Representative Shelley Pingree of Maine, one caucus member who could be influential with Jeffries, according to former House Ag Committee Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota. Peterson told AgriPulse he personally has a good relationship with Jeffries. He believes he would be okay on ag issues as long as he listens to the right people. Pelosi didn't have a background in ag either, but she understood the political importance of the sector because of her tenure at the head of the California Democratic Party that back in the late 70s and early 80s, Peterson said. Now, do take note, Peterson has long credited Pelosi with getting environmentalists to agree to passage of the expanded renewable fuel standard in 2007. Peterson said she was all about becoming energy independent. She saw ethanol and biodiesel as a part of that potential. She also was speaker when the last child nutrition bill was passed, that Healthy Hunger-Free Kids Act of 2010, as well as the landmark Food Safety Modernization Act. Now, you can read our 2019 report on Pelosi's link to the RFS and other ag issues at agripulse.com. Economist, heatflation could threaten food production. A top U.S. agricultural economist is warning that rising global temperatures pose a serious threat to the world's food production. Dan Bossi, president of Ag Resource Company, acknowledged that more data is needed to confirm those trends, but he believes that high temperatures are behind a stagnation in global crop yields that has occurred in recent years. He calls this heatflation. Speaking at the Sustainable Ag Summit in Glendale, Arizona, Bossy noted that many different growing regions across the world saw extremely high temperatures this year. And now the U.S. is in one of the driest periods in the history of the U.S. Drought Monitor, which was launched more than 20 years ago. This is where heatflation is coming in and really causing crop yields to struggle, he said. Bossy told AgriPulse he has shared his concerns with USDA. I want to make sure we get a few more data points. It's scary for the world. House Coalition releases Farm Bill climate change recommendations. Expansion of USDA's conservation programs and more research on mushrooms and biocar are among a broad range of policy recommendations in a report from the House Sustainable Energy and Environment Coalition. The coalition's Ag Task Force, led by co-chairs Kim Schreier of Washington and Shelley Pingree, say in a letter to the House Ag Committee that the report identifies, quote, opportunities within the farm bill to further tackle the climate crisis. Among the specifics, make greenhouse gas emission reduction and carbon sequestration a purpose of the Environmental Quality Incentives Program, add soil health enhancement and greenhouse gas emission reduction to the criteria for ranking proposals for entry into the Conservation Stewardship Program, and add greenhouse gas emission reduction and carbon sequestration to the list of the top 10 practices that can qualify for higher equip payment rates. Keep in mind, Democrats will be in the minority when the House Ag starts work on the next farm bill. Well, here's today's He Said It. Every happy family is happy in the same way. Every unhappy family is unhappy in different ways. 
that UC Davis professor Jay Lunn paraphrasing Leo Tolstoy's Anna Karina during the presentation to the Water Commission. Lund was describing the mix of problems rural communities face with water with lots of different ways for small systems to have troubles. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, November 18th, brought to you by Rabo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.